actually been contemplating if we should do an intro like what like an introduction like uh one that we do every time this is holly mckinnon and shane mckinnon and we're here with how would you do your intro i don't know i've just been debating if we need like like (laughs) hey welcome to small seed big impact this is what we do but what would it be that's what i'm asking like a description of what we do like the purpose small seeds to create a big impact Boom. Yeah, that's kind Pretty of the name. I know. So that's one of the reasons. It? But maybe like for new time, like new time people who come. I mean, literally, small seed, big impact. I know. I just feel like if someone randomly clicked on, they might not know what we're about. I don't. Okay. I'm just thinking. Like, if if someone randomly picked one episode, yeah, would they know why they They're should huge. continue to consume our podcast content? I don't know. But anyway. I was wondering. How would someone, I just feel like someone wouldn't randomly find us. I feel like it would have to be shared or they'd have to. Well, now, but in three years from now. Yeah, three years from now, I'm not going to have to explain why you're on my podcast. It's going to, for the same reason. They're going to, it's going to have been shared with them. They're already going to know who we are. Maybe. Maybe not. You're right. We can come up with something. Be like, I don't know what I would even say. Yeah. Literally that. This is a podcast where we plant small seeds for a big impact in your life. I used to have an intro. Wait, you took my intro out? You had an intro? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely haven't used it in a long time. Wow. But yeah, something like that. But one that we one that we say every time, not one that we use as a preset. I hate I pre I hate them so much. Like I just like some of the bigger platforms. Yeah, some of the bigger platforms and commercials. I'm like, listen. If you're going to, what are those called? Not commercials. Yeah, ads. Ads. If you're going to do an ad for your podcast, at least have the dignity to be like, dignity. like, like do plugs. Don't just like insert oh, yeah, something. Yeah. Pre- like it doesn't flow. It doesn't sound good. I feel like I'm being sold. And the fact that companies still pay for this currently, okay, but that's going to die. Yeah, I'm actually... It's going to die because it's not... It's not, uh, it's not organic. It's not organic, correct, yeah. Yeah, I agree. But... Versus, like, finding a way to tie it in, or literally, like... No, because even being like, hey, like, I actually got to talk about one of our sponsors today. But you could, you could like, say it like that and be like, I literally use this every morning. Yeah. But having a pre-record just seems so ingenuine. I know, but that's all... That's pretty much all average. Even when I see... Speaking... Good like influencers or anyone who I maybe it's because I'm like on the business side of it too sorry if y'all can hear Sony going in um I feel like I just am always like and maybe sometimes it's not even I'm getting paid for it but I'm like you're probably getting paid to say this or they want it or like not yes I just feel like I feel like everyone knows now that influencers get paid to plug products or most of them do so you just assume like they're probably getting paid that's how I feel, at least. I know. I actually don't. I I struggle with that, we too. We don't because pay anyone. We don't. We never have. But I'm like, if I it saw, is a form. It is a form of marketing that is very useful, and it's probably the number one form of marketing currently for companies. Oh, no, it is. But I'm That's like, why I'm like, I can't tell if I just like can see through the bullshit, or if it's because... Not the bullshit. Because most people, or maybe not most people, but I'm sure a lot of people actually plug what they use they're not just like one of those people who plug everything you know but i feel like i don't know if it's just like i'm on the business side so i know how like the that works you know no this is the problem that i see i think we're seeing the same thing but this is how i'm going to describe it people who use the product love the product but then start posting the product because they want to generate some type of return and then it becomes fake like, they get too tied to being like, I'm going to plug, plug, plug. Or businesses say you have to plug. Right, too. that too. If they're paying them, they're like, you have to plug. Because, like, I've talked to other people who... But a lot, of people, a lot of people don't get paid at first. They get... They... I'm talking about bigger platforms. Oh, I'm just talking about in general. Like, anyone yeah. who plugs anything, the reason it seems so ingenuine is because they stop tying it to, like, I actually love this product, use it every day, and tie it to, like, oh. like they want to generate more sales, whether they get commission or not. 
<clears throat> because then they want to get commission or they want to get attention yeah, yeah, yeah. from whoever from owns the brand yeah. or the brand itself. <clears throat> and then it becomes really ingenuine. Yeah. It's like, it's really challenging to post genuinely with that still in mind. But you just got to be like, hey, if I keep doing what I'm doing naturally, I'm going to get all this shit anyway. Yeah. As soon as you stop making it natural, like hard plugging, it just is disgusting. And no one's going to want, maybe you will get some people, but eventually people are going to get sick of that shit. Yeah. It's just so funny. I feel like we as like a generation, like this generation and like as a society, like you can't really advertise to us in an organic way anymore. <laughs> we're too aware of like a that falsely we're being organic way. Yeah, like we're too aware that we're being advertised to. There is like, still even organic in, like, stuff. And movies and stuff. Like I am so aware of like that's an Apple computer. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I know that's that that's a- us. I don't think that's our generation. I think it is because they talk like I feel like a I lot. I think of- you're very mistaken. All right, fine. All right. Well, anyway, most so people today- like being sold. <laughs> Do like being sold? Yeah, most people. They want to be like, just look at every, look at everyone. The vast majority of people. I'm like, just add value and then I don't mind that I'm being sold. Yeah, there you go. Um, today, we're doing another podcast inspired by the QA we did yep. last week, two weeks ago, last week, two weeks ago, whenever we did it, which was, how did you two meet? Which I feel like we probably like skimmed on, but never really like gone in depth. Of how we actually met, mm-hmm. and like our first couple of years together, before small seed. Yep. So, dig in. Dig in. Well, we met in the gym. <laughs> the end. Your your intro, like what you were talking about, was pretty good because I I always forget about this aspect. But we met back when, so we're both gonna have two different stories, obviously. But back when I literally just was released from prison. And Holly reminded me that I was still had an ankle monitor on, uh, and I started going. I started going to the gym again. It actually, took me a long time to start going to a public gym again. Why? Uh, Just after being released from prison in general. Well, most I wouldn't go without a partner for a long time because the police where I'm from are dirty as fuck, <laughs> and literally have spent half my life trying to put me in prison. So. But I wouldn't be alone because I didn't trust anyone. But I also had like, I don't, I, like people would call it as PTSD. However, I lived with such hyper awareness from legit danger that everywhere I went and still to this day, I just process it a lot better that I have so, so, so much social awareness that it, it, it's almost like overwhelming. it debilitated me back then when yeah. I was by myself because I had more enemies. Mm-hmm. Like I was going back to my home city. Where I had friends that probably would become enemies. Mm -hmm. And then I had people who also were my enemies. And then I had the police who were my enemies. (laughs) And when I lived a specific way prior to prison, I didn't give a fuck about that shit. Like, I was always with somebody. I always had a means to handle those type of situations. But post-prison, I wasn't doing any of that. Yeah. You know? I was going to say, I feel like the reason... I don't know if you probably do talk about this, but I don't know if everybody knows. The reason why the police would still be after Shane is because he got out. So they like basically dirty, dirty got him into prison and then he got released from prison, which never happens, which basically proved that the way that they put him in prison was dirty. So you embarrass them. It's right. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they would want to put know. you back because you basically embarrass them by getting out. Yeah. In my opinion. No, that, that's factually There'd true. There'd be no other reason why they would still be after you if you actually yeah. served your and sentence, th- but like you got out. Right. And thank God I left. Because it was dirty. Let, well, so I got out on the basis of, uh, we'll just do a quick tangent. So I <laughs> overturned my conviction, yeah, overturned. but I was still, they, they had me out on, on bail with a GPS ankle monitor because they like claimed I was dangerous, some stupid shit. But <laughs> it was literally just to embarrass me even more. Um... Because I wasn't on it prior when I was on bail. And then they kept my case open. And then on January 16th of 2014, they finally dismissed my case because they're like, we don't have enough evidence to incarcerate you because they didn't have it the first motherfucking time. And then literally three weeks later, I drove to California. But if I never went to California, my ass would have been right back in prison. Yeah. Like, they would have set me up with some other Ca- shit. Yeah, they would have kept on And this is, and That's this what I'm is, saying. I think it was just because you embarrassed them. Because they did it dirty and basically got called right. out on it. Yeah, and they and got... Yeah. That's, like, embarrassing for a police Do a better department. job. If you're going to get me dirty, make it fucking bulletproof. Yeah. The okay, end. anyways, back backing up into... Yeah, so we met at the gym. Uh-huh. So, go ahead. Oh, no, so, anyway, so... 
you would always go. So anyway, I started going to the gym and then Holly and I, for a really long time, would acknowledge each other with our eyes <laughs> for probably like a month. Like I didn't want to, I didn't really want to, one, I don't date at the gym. That's been a rule my whole entire life. Um, it goes against everything I believe in for the most part. And then, but I'd always be very aware of Holly's presence to the point where I like switched up my workouts to try to work out when she was working out, <laughs> like time-wise. Um, and I think the night that we actually talked, you were working out worked, separate. Yeah. Go ahead. So I would always come. With your sister. I saw Shane too, obviously. Like he was saying, we would always see each other. And I literally thought he was like 35. Like I thought he had like three kids, was like married or maybe divorced, like a dad. Like I literally... We probably talked about this part before. Me and my sister used to refer to him as like the dad. Like we'd be like, oh, the dad's here. Like, oh, the dad's looking at you. Like, blah, blah. Like, and the day. I'd be a creepy old man if I was 35 because you looked like you were not your age. (laughs) I mean. Like, because you had tattoos, I I had to presume you you were over 18. But where we're from, that's not even necessarily true. Well, I had a lot of tattoos. I know. And that's. And your sister looked older than you. so So I just assumed. Also, Holly used to look like a drug addict. Like, you cut your own clothes, you wore the cheapest (laughs) pair of ugliest Nikes I've ever seen in my life. so ugly. And your hair was disgusting all the time. You had partial dreads. Like, you you looked like... When I first met Shane, so he had just just gotten out of prison, but also he was, like, extremely, like, Christian, like, a very, like... Oh, yeah. You were in, like, a very... I was hardcore. Yeah, like, you were, like, a really, like... Jesus freak like into like like basically all he did was like church read his bible and like watch preaching on tv and go to the gym and like that was like all you did I feel like yeah and I when I met him like I that that was like probably my I was just a huge party like all through high school and into college so when I met him I was like I smoked a lot of weed too so I was a stoner smoke weed and go to the gym (laughs) so I was like gym like stoned or hungover or whatever like just rolling up i did have dreads in my hair at the time Disgusting. like i don't know why my shoes were so ugly they were literally nike shoes that were black and in uh they were green. like the big bulky low top <laughs> like once you get like knowing your family well not your brother per se not your sister either no that's just you you don't really care if it wasn't for me you'd still be rocking dingy shoes okay <laughs> That's not true because you really like Steve Madden, which Steve Madden makes nice shoes. But when it comes to like shoes you don't care about, yeah, you I got don't them care the about Nike them. Outlet, exactly, that's exactly what they look like. <laughs> nice. They look no, they weren't. Anyway, regardless. <laughs> so yeah, so like my sister and I would see him, and then one yeah, the day that we actually met randomly, or the day that we talked, the like, first day right, we talked, the first day we talked. Mind you, wait, I'm going to backtrack okay. because we didn't talk for a really long time. And then you used to work out with your sister's boyfriend sometime. Yes, and I did. thought at when you when I saw you two, I used to just see you and your sister. But when you two started working out, I think it was specifically on one day a week maybe. Yeah. Because your sister worked and he didn't yeah. or whatever the case was. Um, he, he asked me for a spot on the bench when yeah. you were with him. And I went and like spotted him. I didn't even acknowledge you. Wouldn't even talk to you. Because <laughs> I just like. I have weird rules when it comes to the gym. Now I don't. Now I don't. I'm like not worried about it. But back then I was. And uh, so I thought you had a boyfriend also. But also was dick and I just literally spotted him and walked away and didn't say hi to you. I mean, yeah. But I thought you were just trying to be like, hmm. like, <laughs> like I thought you were trying to be like, I'm not going to talk to her. Like, not like hard to get, but like. We we had been having like this little flirtatious look back and forth for a while, so yeah. And then you were, and then you had a boyfriend, so you were just a <laughs> you were just a line ass hoe. That's what you were looking at you with my boyfriend, like hey. And then, but anyway, so the day we talked, you were finally by yourself. Yes. And you were, which I never this is a funny story that I actually like telling people. Okay. But it's not. I'll make it really brief, but it's really hard to explain. But you were doing a back. You were doing um, the sidebacks seated chest single arm or double arm yeah. rows you were doing single arm at a time and you were doing it really heavy with the worst form ever 
Now you know. Like, now you know. You're like, yeah, I didn't okay. know what I was doing right. back then. Also, like, you like, all didn't my know. sister like, was teaching me how to work out, and she didn't know And how she learned out. from this kid who once was fat, and all fat people who become less fat think they're the shit, which is the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> and then you all learned from your brother, who literally just watched everything on bodybuilding.com and YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, you all just knew nothing. <laughs> now, ben, now Ben is a genius with the gym. <laughs> that kid's probably still a loser, and your sister went to be a pro bodybuilder and then hated it, and then... Hates fitness now, but you still work out. So anyway, just to wrap up everyone back in that loop. <laughs> yeah, so, no, nobody knew what they were doing back then. So, um, except for me. I mean, anybody who I would have been learning from. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so you were doing it with the, like the worst form. And I had, like I was saying earlier, I had the rule of I don't talk to women in the gym, especially during that phase of my life. I was trying to like not add anything new until like all my court shit was over. And, uh, who I call God, like told me like, you got to go talk to her. And I was like, no, no, literally I'm not doing it. And then I'd go and do another exercise. You were still in the machine. He's like, go over there and talk to her. And I was like, this is the conversation lasted in my head. Probably like <laughs> three or four of your sets. Cause I was super setting hanging leg lifts with, um, the weighted crunch Seated crunch machine, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is my favorite ad machine in the whole thing. And if we could ever buy it, I'd be really <laughs> fucking happy. Um, it gets me the most. I get a good stretch. And yeah. that's that's how you develop abs, guys, is actually the stretching part, not the contraction. Everyone contraction, contracts and doesn't stretch. Key to abs. Just saying. <laughs> this is also a fitness podcast now. Um, and then finally, I was like, fine. I'm going to go talk to her because I'm sick of being yelled at in my mind. And I go over literally and be like, hey. Well, I don't know. I can't remember now, but I was like, move your hand, like pitch your elbow. I think it was your elbow. I was like, tuck your elbow this way when you pull it in. And then also I'm like, you should probably use less weight. And then I just walked away. I think you need to do less weight because you need to, when you pull, you need to have your, like your elbow should be going out or whatever. Right. Yeah. And then like walked away. I was like, literally walked away. Cause I was like, there you happy. I talked to her. (laughs) I'm done. Then I can't remember how we talked again, but the next the next part of my mind was when you were doing you were by the cardio or doing cardio or going up to cardio, and I was like, "Hey, do you want to work out together, or no, do you want to do abs I was, together?" No, I was rolling or stretching. I was stretching on the mat when you came over and asked me that on the mat by the windows. And then something happened, and you you were high at this time because <laughs> this was a different day. I was like, this is a different day that this happened. I was like, yeah, but he meant that day, but I thought he meant like. I meant like literally right now. I was like, yeah. I was like, huh? (laughs) I was like, sure, sounds good. And then he's like waiting there, and I'm just like, what is happening? (laughs) Like, guys. Also, if anyone's wondering, this is still how a lot of our conversations go. I am too high to deal with this person who I cannot have a conversation with right now. I just want him to be. About myself. So anyway, did we work out that night or did we work out the next no, night? No, it was the next day. So yeah, so then we waited the next day. And then, uh, Actually, I don't really... I think it was no, that day. It, yeah, it was because that night. Because we didn't work out together. You were like, or, or you, do you want to do abs? Yes, because I do, I do abs, not currently, but for almost my entire career life of training, I do like 20 minutes of abs after every single workout. Also, the other key to abs, guys, you got to do them every fucking day. Anyway, so I was like, yeah, I, I said, let's work out. I was like, hey, do you want to do abs together? And you're like, yeah, I meant literally right now at this very moment, which is how I still operate to this day. And you are and you were subconsciously thinking tomorrow. Yeah. And then you were like, okay, let's go. And I'm like, oh, right <laughs> like, huh? I'm like, all right. This was also the day I asked your age. Yeah. So then we were like working out. Right. And then we I think you're going to go do cardio because it was over by the far right corner. And I think you're going to go do cardio. Or we did abs and then you're doing cardio maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you, oh, yes. Yeah, right. you're right. You yeah, we right. did abs together. And then you went to go do cardio. And then I stayed. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Probably just waiting for you. I think you're just pretending to work out again. Yeah, yeah. To wait. already worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I asked you how old you were. And you're like, I'm almost 21. I and was I was like, almost- oh, when's your birthday? <laughs> and then you're like, in April. And I was like, two months ago, April? <laughs> And you're like, yeah. And I'm like, so you're going to be 21 next April. I'm like, no, I'm almost 21. You are 10 months away from 21. You are 10 <laughs> and a half months away from 21. I was, 21. I was, 21. I was, 21. I was two months ago. <laughs> Only because you can't go back in time. However, 
day to day to day you were closer to 20 which is also a hilarious story but that's because you thought i was I 35 was and i was 24 and i asked to see your license too i was like no way i don't think i believe you did you ask to my license i, think I did i, was I like, just I offered it you. i offered it to your mom yeah i was like you want to see my license she's like yeah and i'm like cool here i'm like, like, yeah, I don't I was like i don't believe like, what you. no one believed like, me you're only what are you, that's be, I was 24. That's because, one, I look older than I am for I had my whole life. But two, because I've always been so muscular. And back then I was really jacked coming back. Like going from being in such a deficit in prison. When I came back to the street life, um, being able to consume food and actually lift weights, I blew back up to like at least 215, probably 220. But, like, still super lean because I just got out of prison. Like, I started relifting in February at, like, 100 and maybe 60, 65 pounds. And then by June when I met you, I was 215. But still lean. So, I looked, like... Much older. Much older and a monster. But anyway. And so, then that day, we were, like... Yeah, he basically waited around for me to be done. And then I went... Do you, like... Oh, you gotta tell tell this story. What? When we're leaving. Like, like one, of, one of the things that you say that you really liked about me in the oh, beginning yeah, yeah. was like my, go ahead. So then I'm like walking to like leave and there's like this ramp and he like meets up with me and we're like walking up the ramp and he's like, oh, like whatever. We're just talking. So then I go to get my shake at like the shake bar there and he like sits down and we're like talking and he just starts telling me like all this, like really like, like saying that like, oh, I, I make my schedule. I've been seeing you around, blah, blah, blah. I make my schedule around trying to see you like at the gym and I'm just like, this is the most strange, like, in a very refreshing, nice way, but people don't usually tell the truth like that. Like, usually try to be, like, more, I feel like people try to be more slick and sly, and he was just, like, being so truthful. I was like, and then you told me also when we were sitting there that you just, just got, got in prison. prison. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and me and my sister, my sister's boyfriend at the time used to, like, and my brother, like, That's basically everyone. He there. kills people. We all used to joke around that, like, oh, he just got out of prison. He's a murderer. He's an ex-murderer. Like... Even when I was in prison, people thought I was in prison for killing someone. Like, we all, like, used to joke about that. So then when he actually told me, and I think also there might have been, like, we might have heard from other people, like, oh, we yeah, got I'm out sure. of prison or well, something. That's like also that. why we I had to tell you. Yeah. I we went back to my home gym where everyone knows yeah. me. So we didn't, like, no, no. So then when he told me, I'm like, oh, he, I was like, he's a murderer. <laughs> and he was like, I think I probably asked you in a very, like, not thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. I was like, wait, what did you go in for? Murder? <laughs> So, also sideline guys, for most of you who don't understand that part of life and like that whole aspect, you never ask anyone what they went to prison for. All you dumb (laughs) morons who have never experienced anything hard in life, you don't ask that question. Period. Even other people go to prison. Don't ask that question. You just don't do it. You don't. don't. It's not like it's not something that you do. Yeah, so that's, like, etiquette, which I didn't know. So I was like, Where, what did you go to prison for? <laughs> and then he was like, well, I want you to get to know me a little better before I tell you. And I was like, it's murder. Like, <laughs> like, it's definitely murder. He murdered someone. Like, So then we're, like, talking for a really long time at the at the gym. gym. And then we go out to my car. Or we start walking outside. We're still talking. He, like, walks me to my car. We're still talking. You get in my car. No, no, no. You're skipping some what? steps. I, I was like, hey, I actually know, like, like to keep talking. I was like, hey, I know this park that's really close by. Like, do you want to go to the park and, like, just keep talking? I don't know if you remember no, this. No, but we were sitting in my car first because when I texted Tay, we were in my car. The reason I did not want to take my car, guys. Oh, yeah. So we were sitting in my car and he was like, oh, do you want to go to this place? I know that's close by. It's a park. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, do you want to take your car? And at the time, my car, <laughs> I was so embarrassed because the brakes were mad squeaky. Like, literally, like, the second you'd have the brake, you'd be like, you know like those cars you hear coming into like a parking lot and the brakes are so squeaky so i was like more i was like too embarrassed to take my car so i was like oh like my car is uh like something about my gas like i like lied and was like oh i don't have any gas and you were like oh we can go in my car that's what happened because then we got in your car right but i but i also told you that you should never get in a car with a stranger. Once I was already in his car. And, I, and you should never go to a park with a stranger. Yeah, like we people already, you don't even know. Because we this is how they kill you. Literally, or once we were already on our way there. I was, I was like, telling you that. Yes, and exactly. Yeah. The other part of this is my phone died. I had no. So I lied to him and told him, oh, I'm supposed to meet with my friend Taylor. And he was like, oh, in a really smooth way. He's like, oh, just tell her that you're hanging out with me. 
And I was like, what? And he's like, here, what's your number? Send her a picture and say I'm hanging out with this guy or something like that. Is that what happened, right? Yeah. So I was like, okay. Like, gave him my number so he could send me a picture. Uh And then he was like, now I have your number. And I'm like, ooh, smooth. (laughs) 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 And I just was, did not have plans with my friend Tay. So I randomly sent her this picture of this muscular man. (laughs) And she was just like, what the fuck? Like, are you good? Yeah, so then I got in his car, and he's like, you really shouldn't get in cars with people you don't know who just told you they got out of prison. And I'm like, he murdered someone. <laughs> all the time. I'm like, fuck, he definitely murdered someone. And then, yeah, we're on our way there. You're like, this is how people get abducted and killed. I'm like, he murdered someone. Like, I mean, it's just but, honestly true. Like, if it was anyone other than me, you could have gotten killed. <laughs> I could have gotten kidnapped and murdered. But the reason why I did... I mean, I'm also a very trustworthy person, so yes, it's possible I could have gotten with an actual murderer. But it was like, he was like weirdly like very truthful, like telling me like a lot of things that like most, like I feel like people wouldn't tell someone their first time. Those are the people who them. would kill you. Because I know too much. It's, called, like, it's real and in the bait. <laughs> they make you that. feel ultra, ultra safe. And then, and then they get you secluded and then chop. Off goes your head. <sighs> Sweet. Anyway. Those, so, yeah. ones, those ones gotta be, you gotta watch out for. Well, I trusted him with good reason, clearly. Yeah, it came out fine. And also, he was telling me he was like super Christian and all this stuff. And at the time, I was kind of like, not at all. <laughs> you were a semi practicing Buddhist <laughs> who did a lot of drugs <laughs> and alcohol and wanted to bang a dad. So. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> all of that was a very accurate statement. <laughs> And I was a zero. I was I was essentially straight edge Christian. You were, yeah. Yeah, I not was essentially you were. Like. Yeah, yeah. So then we like go to this park. We talked for like even hours. More, yeah. It was a really long time. And yeah, bring, it's like it was like one was, in the morning. It, it was, was like, really late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know when I got home, I picked, my mom was like, "What the? They're fuck? They're all like, freaking out. Yeah. They all thought you died." Yeah, everybody was bugging because nobody could reach me on my phone. My phone died. died. But, like, my sister knew I stayed behind. My sister knew you were hanging out that I was with you. Me, yeah. I think that I was talking to you, yeah. So she was like, oh, she's probably with him. And then showed my mom a picture of you. My mom was like, ah! <laughs> Who is this person? We don't even know him. He's a murderer. <laughs> it was like everyone just thought Shane was a murderer. So it was a really good beginning. To, For good reason. <laughs> it was a really great start to our relationship. <laughs> And then Shane wanted to hold my hand. He was trying to act all boyfriendish on that very... I was like, I don't even know. On the walk back to the car. Yeah, I was like, I don't even know you. Calm down. But we held hands. We did. I was like, this is so weird. Because I'm... I was... At the time, I was very... Like, I want to be single. I just want to, like, do my thing. I had just got out of, like, a long-term relationship, like, a couple months before that. I had other plans. Yeah, clearly. And then... Basically, from that day... We spent the whole summer together. Yeah, we didn't go a single. Other than you went, you went on a went on cruise. cruise, and then I stayed at your parents asked me to stay at your house, which I practically lived there anyway. But they asked me to stay there and watch it. But other than that, we spent every single day together. Yeah, I think like a couple days into us hanging out, I asked you to sleep over for the first time, like stay at my house, and, and then, I just because Shane stopped. also because he had just come back. Or because he had just come back from prison, he didn't have a bedroom at his house. He I had just slept in the living room. Yeah. So it was like. Like, when I would go over to hang out, be like... Bryce actually often would give me his bed. Yeah. And, I, and he slept in the living room. Yeah. Because one of the... Well, one of the times we hung out in the living room. Yeah. And then one of the times, I think we were in Bryce's room. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, it's better just stay at my house because I have my own room. And you have a decent It wasn't even like a week of us hanging out my, every day. I come like, from like, like super... three or four days. Yeah. And then just never... Just stayed over every night after. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. I don't really remember sleeping at... Their house, oh, yeah, long after that. But anyway, so, but yeah, we spent every day together. Worked out almost every single day together, mm-hmm. which was, which I personally believe is the bigger foundation of our relationship. Like that summer really solidified a lot of things. Like, I'll make it a separate. This we're already pretty deep into this, but I'll make this another topic for another time. However, I truthfully believe every relationship that is built through training. Is in like a literal unshakable relationship. Yeah. 
like two of the people I almost pretty much the only two people I really talk to now were both my training partners at some point in my life. Yeah. You know, Mario and Mark. Yeah. No, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. And then basically like one week of hanging out, Shane wanted me to be his girlfriend. And I was like, no, I said no to you like three times before. I, I know. By the yes. third week, you broke down. It's like, just be my girlfriend. Being out for gaming. I was just like, no. July 6th, 2013. Never forget. That's also Sonny's <laughs> birthday. Oh. Isn't that so funny? funny? That is, that funny. is funny. I didn't realize that. Yep. So, yeah. And then I was moving to California, so we were like, we'll just see what happens, basically. And... You're going to tell a story of what happened the week before you moved to California? Oh, yeah. Shane... Yeah, freaking... Thing, which I was like, oh, my God. Why is this happening to me? The week before I left to go to school in California, Shane brought me to... Like, we were at the mall or something. And he was like, let's go into this, like, jewelry, jewelry store. store yeah, like, yeah. a random jewelry store. And then he's, like, goes up to the person. He's like, we want to look at wedding rings. I'm like, what the freak? Like, I'm, like, literally, like, having a heart attack. I'm just like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> I'm not ready. I was like, oh. My face probably was so red. The guy's, like, asking me, like, oh, yeah, what do you like? What shape? I'm like, I literally am, like, anti-marriage right now. Like, I'm not planning on getting married. Like, I haven't thought about anything. Like... And then we tried on wedding rings together, and I was just like, "I got your finger size. I know the yeah. di- I know the cuts you like. I knew the stone color you enjoyed. I know." But the reason I did that wasn't to buy the wedding ring that day. It was it was to make a statement that he was serious. That I'm serious, of course. We're about to move across the country. And then yeah, so we did long distance for a little while, which was it was really awful, shitty, yeah, so really bad. bad. I we, was I was not mentally in a place to do that ever. Yeah. I was going to say, if we had tried to make it last any longer doing long distance, we would. I don't think we would be together. No, we were, definitely we're not. not. Like, some couples can do it. We're not. I think so. you would have been fine. I just, like, I think I was not mentally in a place of, I, like. You needed much more attention than I needed. Yeah, yeah. I handled, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you needed much more, I was way more, more like, obsessive. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was, yeah. like, I'm here doing You're my cool. thing. Like, if we talk. That's probably because like, I didn't really have a lot going on, yeah. you know, in my life at that moment. Yeah. And then, uh, but also... I have discovered over the last, since coming out of prison more recently, I handle loss really awfully, like really, really awful. Like how I think I'm going to lose oh, yeah. something. Like handling a loss of an individual in my life really makes me chaotic. Yeah. And I usually would rather just destroy it than, like and then have the loss happen. Yeah. I'm like, all right, well, if I think we're going, I think if something or someone's going to get exited out of my life, I'd rather be the one to just fucking blow shit up and make it so it's never repairable. Yeah. That's kind of how how I still think I am to this day. But now I'm not aware of it, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, um, she needed a lot of, like, so really attention and wanted to, like, always talk and stuff. And, I, and so he was in Massachusetts, I was in California, so the time difference was really hard. He was doing bouncing at the time. I was, like, in school, fucking at the hardest school ever, like, <laughs> killing myself, like... <laughs> And, and also trying to, like, make new friends and, like, have a social life because I didn't know anybody there. So, yeah, yeah, it was a lot. And then I went back in October and surprised for, like, a me. weekend, yeah, surprised him, which was, like, a good little, like, rekindle. And then when I came back for Christmas, he asked me to, like, stay at his place with him instead of at my parents' house, which is, like, a big deal if you know my family because... I love, we're all obsessed with each other and we don't not stay at our parents' house. We stay at our parents' house, okay? For we now. all stay together all the time. Like, it's that is still, what my family is. I will boldly say, I know all of your family listens to this. It is my mission <laughs> to build small seeds so big that Holly and I can rent a but vacation we'll home. Together. Right, but then it won't be, a, the dynamic of all going to your parents' house changes everything. Oh. Uh. Not for, like, I actually, I love your parents, so it's not that, but you all revert to being fucking children. So, <laughs> to avoid that, like, with, and then, like, grandchildren and stuff, like, I want it, I, I would love, I don't, I, I enjoy spending the holidays with your family. It's really nice. Um, but I want to make it so, like, we can rent, like, a huge house somewhere, mm-hmm. and we can all go there together. Yeah. And then it's, like, a neutral playing field yeah, yeah, for yeah. everyone. 
And then your mom doesn't, your dad's not cooking all the time. Your mom's not baking all the time. Like, listen, motherfuckers, we're all here. Just hanging out. We're yeah, all yeah. putting in work. Maybe I'll even hire a chef. Like, like it's more, yeah, I 100% would do that. But like, make it more of like, we're all together to enjoy it. Yeah. Not, we're all going back in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which. So right. that was, yeah. So that was like a big deal. So I did that. And then during that time that I was home, that's when Shane's case got. Yeah. The only court case Holly ever came to me with. You're with me. Yeah, I was. Yeah, the only one you ever came to me because it just like happened to line up and we walked in and my lawyer was talking to the DA, blah, 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 blah. DA hands her a piece of paper. She hands me a piece of paper and was like, you're free essentially. And I was like, huh? Yeah, it was like. You but I didn't know that was going to happen. This was supposed to be like this case. It was supposed to be like the actual. Like, this was supposed before. to be like the pre-trial exactly. of it starting yes. all over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then they finally... They did this. They did some other sneaky shit, but they they dismissed it in like such a coy way that that if I could blow up the state of Massachusetts and not harm any of the civilians, I would. <laughs> Basically, they did it so he couldn't get any re, re, uh, wrongful incarceration money. Yeah. So whatever that's called. Yeah, reparations. reparations. So essentially, when you're wrongfully incarcerated, you're supposed to get X amount of dollars a day for, for however long you're in there, and I was in there for three years. But they did it so, like, they did this. They, if you don't know the law, it's, it's essentially what he did is like the DA goes, Hey, I believe you're guilty, but I can't prove you're guilty. So I'm going to do this thing where I'm going to let you go because I can't prove it. However, you're not innocent, nor are you guilty. Exactly. And I'm like, What? Like, but he also, it left it so it's forever open. Like, it's forever open. It looks like it was never resolved. It's just like an open case. It's like open forever. Like when yeah. I got my fingerprints done and to get like our gun license mm-hmm. in here. And um, it doesn't come up on a normal quarry. But when you run my fingerprints, the feds do it. It comes up and it's like, oh, you're in prison. This is your case. And it looks like it, nothing was ever resolved. And I have to show all this paperwork and all this shit. Um, but he did it so I could never sue them. I could never sue exactly. the city. Because I could never sue knew, the he, state. Basically, he Because they all did dirty shit be, to get yeah. me there. Like, he was the same DA that put me in prison. Yeah. And... They anyway. knew that they were going to get in trouble, basically, because of, right. like, how everything went about. So, yeah. They right. never, like, closed it, closed it. Right. He like, was the ADA back then, and now became the DA. ADA is, like, the assistant. The, yeah. And then he became the head honcho after my case, which makes it all seem a little fucking fishy to me, guys. Yeah. But anyway... Not that I was a big kingpin or anything, but it we're was, an annoyance to the city. I was, yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was annoyance to the to the right people. Wrong for me, right for them. Like the person who really fucking hated me was the direct daughter of the chief of police of our city, and that and that chief guy ended up becoming like rising up in ranks, and it was just like really really shitty. Yeah, but anyway, don't make enemies with the wrong people. <laughs> Moral of the story. Yeah, exactly. You will never get your money. <laughs> You'll never get anything good. Um, but anyway, that's how I met. So then we can slowly wrap it up. So what we were talking about earlier, which I thought was really cool that I knew, like, I don't really think about these things anymore. It's been eight years. Uh, so I don't, like, consciously think about this. But so if you think our dynamics, Holly was, I would say you are a lower class. You are a low upper class person. Holly thinks she was a high middle class person, which is not true. But I was a low, low, lower class person. <laughs> and I literally didn't believe in jumping classes. I remember pulling up to your house and being like, you didn't tell me you were rich. Like, I really thought Holly was poor like me. Uh, her car was poor. Her clothes were poor. The way she <laughs> acted, she acted just like an idiot child. So, But in a very nice way. You were young and, like, fun. But, but uh, so... You've got to think that this guy who just got out of prison, who doesn't have anything, didn't even have a job because I couldn't really work I until did. I got an under-the-table job Yeah. Um, because of my open court case with an ankle monitor, um, goes to their house to this high, high class, like upper class. What's it? Low, upper, lower, what is it? Upper, middle, lower? Yeah. So she was low, upper class, but whatever. Upper class, still upper class. And her entire family... Of all, like, successful, <laughs> suburban, fancy fancy people. They all meet me. They are fascinated by me. But then they all accept me, which is really cool. And I had an ankle monitor, guys. Like, 
This 24-year-old jack tatted, just got out of prison, ankle monitor, hanging out with their 20-year-old daughter, moves into their house, basically. Literally had to, like, charge the ankle monitor. Like, I had to charge it every night when I slept. I had to sleep plugged into a cord. That's probably actually why my left ankle always is in pain. I had, like, so much radiation done to my ankle. Uh, I just remember that. For a year time. I had to plug it in all the time. And then... But like yeah, and they like they had a pool. They they always saw it. It was the summertime, so they invited me to go on vacation with them. Like people would ask me about it. Like just like this is a testament to your family of like they accepted me so openly, which I think was really cool because uh, a part of my old story I was like I just didn't believe upper class people were nice. Like when I was in lower class, because yeah. when you're lo- I don't care. Like, all this other bullshit that's going on right now is irrelevant. Lower class people have the, all the same mindset. Doesn't matter your ethnicity. They mm-hmm. all think the same shit. You rich, think rich, rich people, people are bad. Are bad. Yeah. Rich people do bad shit. They do bad shit to get money, and then they do bad shit to stay, and, then, and they think bad of all the lower people. However, that's just a story that lower people like to tell themselves to make them feel themselves feel better about staying in the lower class. Because it's all just a motherfucking choice. Yeah. Essentially. Like, we're middle class now. We may be really in debt. But we're still middle class. Like, I jumped a whole class, yeah. and the next five years, I'm going to jump a whole nother class. Yeah. And I never had to do anything bad to get there. In fact, when I was doing bad shit, I stayed in lower <laughs> class, which is just ironic, right? It's just the irony is insane. But anyway, like, Holly reminded me of that, and I was just like, oh, that's actually really cool. You know, your family who had a reputation, your dad was a business owner, like, messing around, like, validating me yeah, yeah. could have severely damaged his... Because people knew who people like, knew who I was, yeah, like yeah, in the yeah. circle, like, right? In, yeah. the, in the city that we were in, like people I, knew. Really, the oddly enough, as small as I was, everyone knew who I was, which is kind of weird. Man, I'm telling you, if I never went to prison, I'd be like the Massachusetts kingpin. I would have <laughs> ran that shit. Right now, I'd either be, be dead, dead. Yeah, exactly. in prison for life, or still for life or something still running Massachusetts yeah. on the verge of being dead or in prison for life. <laughs> exactly. I'm 32 right now. Nah, I would have. I would have died or be in one prison. Or two. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But anyway, you can't run it that long. But so anyway, that's we're at like 42 minutes. Oh yeah, and it's pretty good. But I know people ask how we met. There's there's way more depth to this story, and maybe we'll talk about it more like as time goes on. It's definitely going in my book. Yes, and I was going to say 2024 guys. The other the other thing that I was saying to Shane today is I'm like, oh, it's funny. Like when you think about like where we are now as like a couple and like. I mean, people know the story, but they don't really, like, know the situation. Like, we met when you were on an ankle monitor. Like, most people, I feel like, would have been, like, oh, like, nah, I'm good, actually. Like, not wanted to hang out with you or, like, not wanted to get involved with you. Like Not only that, I was, like, I was on, I just overturned a 10-year sentence on a basis of a new trial. Literally, at any moment. Yeah. Any moment. Like, I could have, viol- like, they could have set up a violation. I could have violated it. I could have lost my trial and gone back to prison for 10 more years. Yeah. Or longer, like if they really wanted to, you know? And you almost did. You almost got in trouble with your ankle monitor going mm, off. I know. It's awful. <laughs> God protected me. <laughs> that one. God and my mom. And then, yeah, so I'm just like, it's funny because I feel like when I think about it, I'm like, oh, I just saw that you were like a really like genuine person. Like you're very truthful and genuine. And I feel like I saw like like who you really were at your core versus like everything that you were telling me because everything that you were telling me i could have been like yeah worldly wise i was a bad choice yes exactly like i was gonna say even the way we're from it's not like necessarily (laughs) uncommon that someone would like have just gotten out of prison or something like that but like for me like i don't for me and and kind of this is whatever like for my family like that wouldn't have really been like yeah that's not a thing like you wouldn't have you just didn't. You wouldn't have dated someone like that. I right. feel like not a at that age. Somebody. Right. A normal, yeah, like yeah. a normal, like it wouldn't have just been a bum. But I didn't feel like Shane was a bum. I was like, he has a lot of like potential. Like he's he's like trying to get his shit together. And then yeah, once he moved out to California, proved himself. I know it's pretty good. Yeah, you like. Uh, I think I think often about like what was my paradigm shift. Prison changed my mind to change my life Mm -hmm. but that never changed my perspective on what i thought was possible yeah right but being introduced to you to you and your family is what changed my perspective 
then I started then I started viewing uh, success in a whole new manner. Mm-hmm. And it took and then even to that point, but that was like the intro of it, and I was like, oh, like all this shit is possible. Like experiencing a better life is nice. These people are nice people, you know, like your father was a business owner mm-hmm. and which was probably the first like seed planted in my mind because I didn't really know. My uncle owns a business, but he was never wealthy or didn't appear wealthy. Yeah. But Tony was probably actually the first person. But anyway, that was when my mind was it's different. It's a car business, so it's kind of different. I feel like right. when you think about it. Like, but also business. like he didn't have like he lived in a super shit. Like he did startup so hardcore. Like they lived in a small two-bedroom house in Sumner Ave in Springfield. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is not a nice place. I mean, you met my dad when he was like. 50, no, I know, so I know. It's, like I, yeah. a totally it's a completely different. Place different. Than like your uncle at like right. 20 or when my uncle's fifty, he's probably going to be, be perfectly fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like, it changed everything, and that changed my perspective. That changed a huge part of my perspective and what I what I then wanted. Like, it changed everything for what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I wanted these luxuries. I wanted like a house that was this nice. I wanted like to like. I never heard your family talk about anything. Money wise, other than like backhanded shit, but not stress, you know, yeah, like yeah. which is completely different. And then when we moved to California, and I like joined, I started working for the startup. He then instilled the belief in me that like you're like you, you are do. different. Yeah. You essentially can run this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's ultimately what he said. He used to always tell me I'm different. He's like you're different. Like I hope you know you're different. Like is what he would tell me all the time. Yeah. And I never understood what the fuck he said for a really long time. But like, and then that changed my, that man, like I saw, I saw all these things. I was like, oh, I want all this. But also your father was a big driving point of like, cause I was very, I think it was very obvious. I want to be with you for a long time. Yeah. And your father was honest and be like, Hey, I think he was mostly talking about your sister, but <laughs> he was like, Hey, like my children are accustomed to a certain way of living. You have to provide this. <laughs> like, he said, I don't know if those weren't his exact words, yeah, but yeah. that was how I, I interpret it. Like, yeah. your father's very smart. Like, he's good at influencing people. I am also really good at it. So I feel like I read what – I hear what people are tr- are saying without saying it. Yeah. Like, you could say something and I'd be like, this is what you really said. Yeah. Because that's what you're trying to say. Exactly. And I – but anyway, so that's what he said to me. And in my mind, I was like, oh, I have to earn this shit. Like, I have to build this life for Holly to be happy. Which is not, which wasn't necessarily true, but it kind of is true for like our children, mm-hmm. like now at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I even remember when I when I asked for, because because I'm old school, I asked your dad if I if for us to get married, I asked for his blessing, whatever. And I, sorry, I thought I heard Oprah Oprah crying, oh. but she's not. And I remember I'd be like, hey, I remember like a year ago that you said once once I am capable of taking care of Holly completely like without question that then i could marry her and i and i remember being like well i believe that i'm capable now and then, and then the, the rest got, is history and then we got engaged and married and then we got engaged and then two years later we got married yes so i took you i took your rain trapping two years later we got engaged two years later we got married and now it's three four now it's four years later four years later it's and we've been through mad shit too much shit and but I'm over it already. I'm over you. <laughs> it's fine. As we discussed on the last no, podcast, could... you could disappear and I'd be all right. <laughs> wow, you'd miss me, Dylan. <laughs> I would just miss your role in my life. <laughs> no, I was gonna say those like that's like from your perspective, and then from from me getting to know Shane, like he said, I was like. Well, I was, like, at a very different place in my life when we first met. And I feel like I would have never, like, settled down and, like, become more serious if I didn't meet you. Because you were, like, very serious. Like, let's, like, you were, like, the 100 opposite of me. And I feel like if I didn't have somebody to, like, tether me to the earth, I just would have, like, been a little... We're still like like, that today, though. Like... Yeah, but I feel like I would still be partying. Like, I would have never, like, stopped partying and stopped smoking. Like, I feel like that was just, like, part of who I was. Like, no, that was, like, literally just, like, part of who I was, I feel like. And, like, what I enjoyed doing. And it's not that I, I, yeah, like, I think I just still would have been, like, on, like, half crazy, half serious. I would have never gotten, like, really serious about what I was trying to do. Yeah. What I was saying earlier is what I meant. I was, like, it's still like that today was... That, like, I'm very, like, 
we're we're like almost 180 and everything and, oh, I'm, yeah. and I'm very hardcore like obsessive full throttle and you're more like I'm gonna decide whatever, whatever the fuck I want to do flow. today yeah I'm still like that but yeah. I would be much worse <laughs> if I wasn't with somebody like you and they were like me I'd be like Never getting, I'd probably never be getting shit actually done, done. All right, so let's wrap this. Let's let's full circle this. One, don't judge a book by its cover. Just because a girl looks like she's poor in the, in, <laughs> in, in the gym doesn't mean she's actually poor. Two, what, <laughs> what the fuck does classism have to do with anything either anyways? Right, which is a big part of my story that is not related to this, part, this episode, but... um. <laughs> Uh, but also the other way around, obviously. Don't judge someone who's in lower class. Yeah. Don't, just don't judge, like, don't judge, no, don't judge a person who has an ankle bracelet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, oh, yeah. like, um, anyway. Sorry, what is your one? I, for, I forget now. It's, I was just trying to wrap it all up, but essentially, that's how we met. It was, trying to think of, like, more of how you said it earlier about, basically, you know, you don't, you want to date it's tough because like i don't want to i don't want to see you and be like hey i see you for what you could become because then it's like false expectations what if they decide to never change you should date someone thinking they're never going to change except you date someone seeing the potential in them they may not be date them for their like their mind capabilities Hmm? like they may not be where they are like where where it will be nice like financially or even like like all of these things, like they may have all of this baggage like attached to them, but like if you can really see who they are and what they want to be, then right. like meet them there basically. Because growing, I think that that's like what solidified our relationship is like we grew a lot together in the same direction. Yeah, I think you should see, you should see. Well, I will just kind of like say that who someone is is who they will become. Whether that's good or bad is. Like you, you can judge that aspect, mm-hmm. but who they are, like they're at, not what they do, not their daily exactly. actions, yes, but like yes, when yes, you yes. talk to them, who they are, what they say, what they repeatedly say, the conversations they're capable of having, their their insights on themselves, that is who they're going to become, and that's what you that's what you think long term when you're thinking about getting if you want to be with somebody for potentially yeah. forever or whatever, five years, ten years, I don't know, whatever. Yes. But. No, like, yeah. Because that's what matters most. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people, like, date people, and they're like, well, they're kind of like this in the beginning, but then it got real worse. And I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, because they were like this in the beginning. It's who they were. It's like, it's what they were fixed on, I guess, is kind of how I want to word it. Yeah, I'm like, uh, and that's the other thing. I'm like, you should never date someone trying to, or planning, trying trying to, or planning on, like, fixing them, or being like, I love everything about them, them. but this. Yeah, exactly. Because someone's never going to change. Like, you have to just love them and accept them for every part of them or just don't – or, like, choose not to date a person like that. If it's something that you're never going to be able to get over. I loved you when you were a drug-smoking alcoholic. Yeah, and you were straight edge. Right. And he never tried to tell me stop smoking, stop drinking. Like, he he would just say, I'm not going to. Like, you can. That's fine. And I'd be upset when you got drunk, though. I would get genuinely upset when you got drunk. Oh, would you? I think so. Uh, maybe I didn't show it like that, like a lot, but I didn't enjoy it. Not drunk. Drinking's ever... like eh, but drunk is not so much. I'm like fun. the only time I feel like you ever got mad was well, two times. One when you saw me smoke a cigarette. Yeah, disgusting. Because <laughs> you were like, "That's freaking gross." It wasn't really, like mad. It was more like that's disgusting. And then two when I legitimately got blackout drunk and like fucked up your workplace because that was actually at your work, which like I can understand that. Oh yeah, like, that was really bad. Up. Yeah. Anyway. All right. We don't need to go down that path. <laughs> <laughs> so that is how I met Opal's mother. True. We don't care. We're here to put you in the face.